1: and welcome to light years
2: andy lou we are
1: on the spotify green room app We're recording this right after the warriors toronto raptors game i want to note uh, we are having some issues with our Apple Podcast feed. We hope that will be resolved any day now. Um, but if you guys could check us out on Spotify, Google Play, basically any other player, I don't know what's going on. Anyway,
3: putting that little note to the side. Warriors are fifteen and two. How you feeling, buddy? Fifteen and two. I mean, coming into the season, if you had said the Warriors are fifteen and two, what, 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 what would you believe if I told you maybe Clay Thompson was back? Maybe the Warriors traded for Giannis. Maybe uh, Jordan Poole is now actually Kyrie. Like, uh, what? It just didn't make any sense if you had told me this before the season. And uh, they're by far the best player, the best team in the league right now, by far.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was, I would have been thrilled with 11 and five. Oh, sorry, 11 and six, 12 and five at this <laughs> point. I would have considered that positive, right. even with the soft schedule. Right. Just how it goes but I mean man they they look phenomenal they look like the Warriors there's there's so many stuff to get into so let's start in this game look uh Toronto is an okay team they've got some interesting players uh they they brought out the box and one and the anyone but Steph defense tonight and for me the most interesting thing was they did this to the Warriors last year and the Warriors win on like one point last possession they do it to the Warriors this year. It's not really even a game, to be honest. The Warriors were up 20. I mean, the lead was between 10 to 20 the whole game. Right. So they, you know, Steph didn't even get going, and it didn't matter
3: because the Warriors knew exactly how to take advantage of that. Yeah, I mean, we've been asking for the Warriors to get some shooting around Steph when it's not Clay out there, when it's not obviously used to be KD out there. But besides those guys, the dirty secret about the Warriors is that they never had enough shooting. They just never had enough guys that could do both things, either make the right play on offense, make the right pass, or shoot the ball and shoot it effectively. And now they've got multiple guys like that. They've got multiple guys. Otto Porter tonight, Bielitsa had some nice plays, didn't play much, but mostly Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins were the guys that made them pay. Um, Anything that Toronto was trying to do, Jordan Poole was canning threes, and Andrew Wiggins was canning threes, and just made the right passes all game long. Those guys looked incredible. I mean, those are two... I mean, I guess you would call him role players, Sam, but those are two guys, if they're playing well, this team ain't losing anyone.
1: 33 for Jordan Poole, 32 for Andrew Wiggins. Jordan Poole had eight threes. Uh, 33 and eight threes are both career highs for him. Uh, Wiggins had six threes for his 30 points, and it was a lot of those open looks. Uh, w- Poole did hit some fancy ones at the end there, but uh, it was a lot of, like, you're going to throw all those bodies at Steph, kick, kick, Wiggins, feet set, splash you know it, stuff that we wouldn't have seen last year stuff that we really haven't seen a lot of the last couple of years without clay and losing kd and all that sort of stuff a lot of you know hey if you want to take stuff out of the game and i think toronto pretty effectively did you right know, they're gonna punish you
3: you you're going to pay for putting that much attention on one man yep and had the right people around them to make those plays as well too because there were games last year that we saw Ken Bazemore, Kelly Oubre, um, <laughs> and those guys just well they, they could make shots it's not that they couldn't make shots but it was the plays that were they were making and Draymond Green obviously is always going to make the right play but um, I'm watching even the, the the players all the way down to Bealita, Otto Porter, Andrew Wiggins is making the right passes now, Kevon Looney looked good again tonight for the plays that he was in. Um, he's been kind of had somewhat of a revival these last couple of weeks. I, I just don't think they have anybody on the team that's going to – oh, Chris Chioza. Sam, let's not forget my guy Chris Chioza, two-way oh, we'll contract get, point guard. Happy we'll birthday. Get, we'll, get to, we'll
1: get to Chioza later. I got a Chioza <laughs> segment on the books. Oh,
3: God. <laughs> but like You go from Steph at the top all the way to Chioza with a two-way contract, and uh, everybody's there, and they make the right plays no matter what. And uh, that's the difference to me. The 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 teams that we've seen last year. Yeah,
1: I was gonna say it's it's the simple passes too. Like Wiggins, this is year two and a half in the system. I, I don't know what you want to say, but he's been on the Warriors maybe a hundred games now. Okay, and he understands exactly how they want to play. It's not flashy. It's I'm open, I shoot it. I'm not open, I kick it to the open guy next to me. I don't need to put it on the floor and make a fancy pass or anything like that. You're just keeping it simple and keeping the ball moving. Jordan Poole, I thought played a really simple and effective game tonight. And actually what I want to talk to you about is like how much that Detroit game probably helped Jordan Poole because going into that Detroit game where they sat Steph and Draymond and Otto and Iguodala, Jordan Poole was struggling, right? And, I feel like he needed that game kind of get his confidence going just to calm down a little bit because you see him tonight looks a lot more like the guy we saw in preseason, the guy we know he can be instead of the guy who's like a little frenetic and is kind of pushing too much.
3: It, uh, It reminded me of Jordan Poole playing in the G League last season after struggling in the beginning of the season and then coming back and then just setting the world on fire. And by the end of the season, he was closing against LeBron James and Anthony Davis and making huge plays in the play in the game against Memphis. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of what it felt like. It's not – I don't think it's anyone's fault. I think he just kind of hit a rut. And like you've mentioned this on the last couple of podcasts, the system isn't a perfect fit for Jordan Poole. But right. He can play very well in it, and Steve's not going away from it. It's just a matter of he's just got to find some confidence somewhere. And, and I think Steve's smart enough to say – Let's rest Stefan Draymond Let's, again, and against the Pistons team that you know Jordan Poole is going to go off on. And uh, he got his confidence back.
1: Yeah, he saw Jim Beeline helping the Pistons staff, and he's like, I got some payback for what <laughs> you did to me in college. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Jordan Poole, by the way, 10 for 13 tonight. I didn't realize he only took 13 shots, 8 for 11 for 3. 33 points on 13 shots is like That's, that's flamethrower levels for Jordan Poole four assists four rebounds he did have five turnovers he got a little sloppy when Steph was out there's a couple he he really is a perfect warrior because he he does so many things well but he just cannot get rid of the dumb turnovers
3: yeah Yeah, that's it that's the thing i too it's a funny thing about the warriors is whenever they turn the ball over usually that means to me that they're playing well it's like it just means shows me that they're just throwing the ball around they're having fun they're trying to make the right passes and I guess more, more often than not, they will, but you know, they'll have to, it's, it's when they hit the twenties, you know what I mean? It's when they get into the twenties with the turnovers, that's when they lose, but, but a good overall game tonight from these guys.
1: Yeah. Let's, uh let's discuss Andrew Wiggins a little bit too. Mentioned it earlier, six for eight from three, one off of a career high in terms of three pointers. Uh, for me, it's the simplicity he's playing with. Like he's playing in the flow of the offense he's taking shots that come to him instead of hunting shots. And kind of uh, he's staying engaged while not trying to take over the game, which is always kind of a problem for him. Like, sometimes I feel like if he doesn't get his like requisite diet of like pull up twos. Right. He'll like float out of a game. But like tonight it was like he he was feeling it from three. He, uh, he was clearly hot, and, and that's all it took to keep him engaged in the game because, like, where the Warriors really
3: needed something deep. Yeah, um, been fantastic defensively lately. I think he, it's a great point there about Wiggins having to affect the game the way he wants to, which what he used to do was just, hey, I'm going to put up, you know, four or five turnaround jump shots no matter what. I don't really care what's going on because I need to get those shots up. But we haven't seen that lately, at least not in the last two weeks. Um, it's been a lot of cutting. Uh, he's probably the the best athlete in the air on this yeah. team. I mean, Kaminga, but he doesn't play enough, so it's pretty much Wiggins and probably the best finisher through the air like that. And then and then now he's cutting more than he's used to, right? He's making more cuts, and Draymond's gonna find him, JTA's gonna find him that I've ever seen. I, I, I don't know, maybe maybe it's an eye test type of thing. I'm wrong, but I've never seen him cut this much, and he's just getting two, three times a game so easily. And then the last thing is he's actually attacking the basket. And he's been doing this for weeks. So maybe it's a fluke. I, I hope not. But he's going through people. So I'm like, he did this starting against Minnesota, but he did this against Detroit. He did it tonight. He had a play where he went straight through Scotty Barnes, a couple of plays where he's going through right by guys and drawing fouls. I, I'd never seen that before. And I've never seen it for consistent stretches like this. So it's pretty impressive stuff.
1: Yeah, 33 points – or sorry, 32 points. Not going to do that every night, but it's the (laughs) aggression he was playing with that I liked seeing. I was mostly okay with his shot attempts. There's a couple turnaround twos I didn't love, but whatever. You live with it. I also want to throw out seven rebounds. Anytime Wiggins gets over five rebounds, I'm thrilled. It was a game, a couple games ago, I can't remember who they were playing, where he just – oh, the Cleveland game where he had zero rebounds the whole game. Those are the ones that drive me insane where I'm like, dude, you're the most athletic player on the floor. How do you have zero rebounds? How is this even a thing? You know, and that's stuff. I can't stand with him or he floats out of a game. But tonight, seven rebounds. And mostly during this stretch, it's been like a consistent five to seven, eight, which is kind of what you want from your small forward. There, there's not like a specific number I'm looking for. It's just like, you know, when he's like actually playing with aggression and contributing on both ends of the floor that way versus kind of slowing.
3: Yeah. Um, the other part, of, too, is I don't – the as, as long as I think 75%, 80% of the time he has it, I'm okay with that because it, we heard the news today. Well, I don't know if it's true or not, but that Clay's going to be back here with about a week before Christmas to go. And I think that's, your, that's the option, offensive option, that's always going to be consistent. Even if he's only playing 12 to 18 minutes a game, which he's going to do for the first month or so, but he's going to be consistent offensively, at least shooting the ball. Um, with Wiggins, you're not always going to expect 20, 30 points a game, but I mean, dude, if he's going to always cut like this and go to the rack like this, I'm a little scared of how good he could be <laughs> in this, in this offense. Cause he, if he's always going to do that, cause you know, come the end of the game, I don't look, he's, he's not, he shouldn't be doing any dribble pull-ups or anything like that. Just kind of go stand in the corner and shoot threes at the end of the game. It's kind of Steph, Draymond, and Clay to make those big shots. But man, if he's going to play like that through the meat of the games, you need that just as much as you need at the end. So it's, I'm bullish. I'm bullish now on it. Cause it's been two weeks, man. And uh, if this is going to keep going, it's his life is only going to be easier when, when Clay's comes. Yeah,
1: we should, we should touch on that. So the report is Clay's cleared for five on five. Steve curse said he knew nothing about that, mm-hmm. which cl- classic Steve, like, you, you know, the, The one thing that Kerr and the Warriors don't want is like this expectation that Clay will play a certain day, because you never know what's going to happen given his layoff. Like, what if what if he has a setback and he needs an extra two weeks? You don't want to like disappoint people, right? Like they don't want to put this pressure on Clay. But with that with that said, it's it's the same timeline we've heard the whole time, which is one of the home games before Christmas is what they're shooting for, right? And I think it's going to happen. It's either Sacramento the twentieth or Memphis the twenty third. Will be Clay's comeback game, Um, and and that's going to be awesome. And you know what? If he has a setback and it has to be at a week later, oh well. You know, like it's not the biggest deal in the world, but it's isn't it really exciting just to like feel like it's you have a date. You know, like oh man, he's
3: coming. It's coming, man. It's coming. It's going to be against Sacramento. I just. I bet you I bet you whatever you want. It's Sacramento. Um they're not I, I doubt it's gonna be Memphis. <laughs> By the way, pour one out for our guy Luke Walton. <laughs> uh, uh, he'll be back. He'll be back on the on the he'll be back with the Warriors. Um but uh it, it's it's Sacramento. It's an easy game. They're at home. They're playing they're playing against a team that has no idea what's going on. Um like you said, just fired their coach. Against Memphis, it's kind of it's a little bit more high intensity. I don't know if you want to bring Clay against in that type although of although Memphis
1: has been awful. They it's, have been as much as they, they have look. Been. They play the Warriors tough, but they've been bad, man.
3: Yeah, maybe, maybe that was maybe that was just a fluke game that one time. <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: I mean, they look like a team outside of John Morant that honestly doesn't know what they're doing offensively or defensively. But they're a good matchup against the Warriors. So just give me the get, get Clay against uh against Buddy Hield and uh, let him have an easy go of it. You know what I mean. And uh, so I, I think that's where the game's going to be, and it's going uh, to be beautiful.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of time to talk about it. Um, it's not what tonight's show is about. One other thing before we get to my guy, the birthday boy, Chris Shioza. Um, Draymond Green. The Draymond-Siakam matchup was pretty fun tonight. I don't, know, I don't know how you feel about it. Like Siakam, I think this is his eighth game since returning from injury. I thought he looked pretty good. I thought he just generally played like Pascal Siakam. I like his game. I think he's one of the better four or fives in the league. But like Draymond takes that personal. And it's fun watching Draymond guard, guard a guy like Siak- Siakam's just always playing offbeat. You know what I mean? Like the weird like hesitation spin move stuff. Like he, he doesn't have like a, he doesn't play with a straight rhythm like everything's kind of off rhythm with him it's kind of tricky to guard him right it's always fun to watch I thought Draymond did a really good job on him I thought there was a few one-on-one possessions there that were pretty fun
3: uh it, you can tell he he's hurting from what happened in 2019 because if we <laughs> remember we <laughs> remember what them. happened yeah I mean because Draymond pretty much I mean Draymond was great <sighs> in that series but there, Pascal cooked him for long stretches and uh, in that game six, you remember the game-winning basket. I don't want to bring back old memories, but for some weird reason, Draymond decided to reach, and Siakam got an easy layup um, after that. So, yeah, I mean, uh, tonight, Draymond was a force, and he's just – he's been that guy all season long, man. He's been that guy. So uh, I think Siakam is still a, a pretty good forward. I, I, he's been good since he got back, too. Remember? Yeah. He had that, that one awful awesome game.
1: No, you're right. That's that's actually a great point because he had the shoulder surgery, and that that's kind of scary. Doesn't look like it to me. Looks like the Siakam I've seen the last three four years, where I'm like, that's a really good player. By the way, on the Draymond note, I want to point this out: 14 rebounds. He's been rebounding the ball the best I've seen him rebound the ball since 16 or 17, maybe. If you go by the numbers. It's his highest rebounds per minute since 2016. But it's really like a feel thing. Like, you know how Draymond is. Like, he doesn't, like, chase numbers, except for occasionally assist hunting. <laughs> um, but, like, when when it's, like, you know, crunch time, he makes a point to try to get every loose ball. That's kind of how I feel like Draymond tonight. Like, he just – he just he's moving so well. It's like – you can just tell he's in probably the best shape he's been in and physical condition he's been
3: in in years. The finishing at the basket is what, is what's, uh, is what tells you that he's been the best shape because, uh, he's not afraid to score, um, at the basket right now. He only had four points tonight, but all season long, he's going left hand. Like he has that weird way that he can finish on the, on the left side left hand where it's like, if you can do that, you can't make a, a floater, or, or you can't make it on the right side. But he just—he's just really good at it. Uh, yeah, the airball dunk was pretty funny that he had tonight. I'm not really sure what happened. I felt like he was going way too—I <laughs> felt think, like he was going way just, too fast. That was like just missed was. time. That was pretty funny. Not yeah. sure what Yeah, I—I I don't, you know, I don't jump that high, so I really don't know what, what went on in his head. But I assume that—I assume that he thought he was going to dunk, and I, I don't know what happened. But I, I just think the way he's finishing the season is—is—it uh, it reminds me of. Uh, when he was able to do that in 2015, 2016. So it's the first time that I think he's had to do it on a team that's needed it. 2019, I think he got out of rhythm. And then the two, the last two seasons, I think he was just... I, I well, just I think he didn't have the spacing.
1: So I was looking at something earlier today. I'm going to read some numbers to you. You're going to appreciate this. So remember beginning of last year, Draymond had an awful start to the season, right? So the Warriors are 15-2. and two. In January last year, they played 16 games. So, same stretch. Guess what Draymond's average was? Hmm. 4.8 points, (laughs) 4.6 rebounds, 6.6 assists. That's not even the worst part 34.9% from the field, 21% from three. I think we didn't give enough credence to how much COVID messed him up last year because the beginning of the season, he looked like a 40 year old man who couldn't move for most of the time. And it's kind of reflected in those numbers. And like, I I mean, if you remember how he looked when he came back from COVID, you, you were like, dude, he looks, he looks bad. He looks washed. But I, I I don't think in the time, I really considered how much COVID bothered him because there's really no other way to explain it. Like he got better as the season went on. And he's been great this year. And he said it. He's like, COVID messed with my wind. I wasn't the same. He's not the kind of guy who can like. He needs his full wind. He needs his full like physical fitness to be the guy he is. So it's like, I think in retrospect, we should have probably realized what we saw in that
3: early part of last year wasn't really who he is. I I did. I just I was a little. I guess I don't know. He 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 never really talked about how much it affected him. He said it did. It's, it's but not it, a, it's not his it, style, yeah. Right, right. So uh, he is clutch, but he's I guess he's not that clutch. Um, <laughs> just to start talking about it that much, so we never really found out how much it affected him. But you're right. I think also part of it is he knew that the team wasn't fit for him to be. Look, man, just just be honest. James Wiseman was starting at the five last season. Like there was no. It's really hard to play basketball with a kid that doesn't know how to play basketball, especially when you're as smart as Draymond is, and you're trying to play a style that's—it's a smart style. Of, the Warriors play a style of basketball that's smarter than probably 28, 29 teams in the league, all of the teams in the NBA. You can't just plop a kid that's never played the style ever in existence and ask him to do that. I think Draymond realized that at the end of the year. That's why he got—that's why he looked so much better the last 20 games. Yes, it was COVID, but. Also, he was playing his style. There was no Ubray, no Wiseman. It was just easier, right? It was just easier for him to be successful out there. And now you're seeing that this year uh, with the with the entire team. There's nobody on this team that doesn't know how to play. Yeah.
4: Besides in Kaminga. Retro, but in, retro,
3: in retrospect,
1: Draymond was in hell. He was playing with an 18 year old and Wiseman, and Baysmore, and he had COVID. Like that's just right. like... That feels like a punishment from above.
3: <laughs> and, and Jordan Poole wasn't ready to play yet either,
1: right? So I mean he was out of the rotation at that yeah. point. Yeah, so, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was it, it was bad. Um, let, let's give a little quick shout out to Chris Chioza, <laughs> evil Steph on the two-way. Solid no game for our guy there. I, How fun is it to watch him play next to Steph where like if you're not paying attention, you're like, wait, which
3: one's which? <laughs> uh, that's starting to annoy me, actually. Um because I because I thought. He made a three and I thought it was Steph and then it wasn't Steph and so I was like jeez. Um, but I I find it. Look, I'm more optimistic this season and I think people are not you know people tend Warriors fans are, are passionate. I love it and so they tend to get a little bit annoyed when Shields comes into the game because I think they have Brad Wanamaker PTSD. But um, Shields is good man. He's good. Um, and, and my biggest thing about Shields is. He's a backup point guard that doesn't make mistakes. Third string. It's, 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 yeah. it, he doesn't make mistakes. Yeah, third string point guard doesn't make mistakes. But I want to make her, he was supposed to not make mistakes. Turns out he makes a lot of mistakes. Chills are very rare mistakes. I mean, some some defensive stuff, but some of it's because he's 5'11. But he can make a shot. He makes the right passes. He dribbles. He doesn't turn the ball over. He's it just, just a classic second, third string point guard. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that. And you know, Steve loves those guys. You just know, Steve loves them.
1: Um yeah. she loves that stuff. If you think about it, okay, last year they had oh first string point guard Steph goes without saying. Second string is Wanamaker who I mean <sighs> okay, so he yeah, he, he could swipe down and make some steals, and that's really it. That was really all he could do. Uh and then third string was Nico Mannion who was just in no way ready for the NBA, right? Yep. yep. Now it's it's Steph. Then you got Jordan Poole, who's you know, still kind of figuring it out, but like explosive as hell and like tonight you just look Wanamaker and Nico Mannion will never have a 33 point game in the NBA. I'll just put it that way. And then third string Chios is perfect for a third string point guard. When you get to your third string, all you're looking for is a guy doesn't make mistakes. Like you said, he comes in, he plays smart. Look, if he has to play 35 minutes, you got bigger issues. (laughs) Right? So it's, 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 it's a perfect use of the roster to put him in that role. And like, you know he played tonight because GP2 was out, and they wanted another ball handler because they knew. Port- uh, sorry, not Portland. Um, Toronto was going to hound Steph. They wanted to get another ball handler next. to him. And knowing Steve, he probably wanted to put him out there because of his birthday too. So it was a perfect <laughs> confluence of events. He played well. I'm okay with him when he gets minutes.
3: He does what he needs to do. I love it. I love it. And and no Andre tonight too, right? That's the other guy. That's actually, yeah, exactly. Kind of, Andre- yeah. Not, not really a point guard, but definitely like a key ball handler. Definitely a guy that, again, doesn't make mistakes. Um, wow, Steelers tie the game up. Um, uh, the other thing I want to point out is uh, Steve 2.0 leaves Steph in the game. With the Warriors, they got, the, they got their 20-point lead cut down to 10 with seven minutes left. Uh, Steph had started the fourth. He's at 31 minutes. So if he plays the rest of the game, he's going to be at 38. And Steve just says, yeah, just play the rest of the way. And uh, he goes the last six and a half before he gets taken out. And uh, just another Steve 2.0, just chasing wins, understanding the situation and saying, Hey, if you're going to leave Steph in here, it's better to have him finish and just have him blow this game out of the water instead of being cute and taking him out and putting it back in with Foreman.
1: Absolutely. Steve Kerr, by the way, just threw throughout Draymond Green is the best defender in the world. Factual statement. Draymond's, I mean, if he
2: doesn't get defensive play of the year, I'm going to be very
3: annoyed. Yeah, yeah, no. I think the, odd, the odds are still, I think, Rudy Gobert at the top. But I don't think there's a chance no. that happens. Golden State Warriors
2: basketball is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Warriors tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site, and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NBA tickets. TickPick got rid of all the awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best price on all of their NBA tickets. If you don't believe it, if you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will actually give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. I actually did that for the San Francisco Giants game against the LA Dodgers game one, compared it to another site that I usually use. TickPick was actually cheaper. Uh, So there you go. But make sure you go to TickPick uh, for all your Warriors tickets, games, this season. Visit TickPick.com today to save $10 on your first order of Golden State Warriors tickets. Again, it's TickPick.com. Before history is written, Bobby Orr,
0: behind it the and
3: it's played. Tinelli, Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday.
0: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All
1: right, let's get to the callers. The goons. Mikas, what's up, man?
4: Hey, besides the Cowboys today, it's been a great day. It's been a very good day. We don't care about the Cowboys here. (laughs) No, I know you guys don't. Yeah, I understand, but I do. Um, (laughs) Two questions here, two questions. Uh, What would you guys on a, you know, a rating system like F to A give Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins so far this season? And what do you expect them to be when we have Klay Thompson in the lineup? That's the first question. And then the second, I'm already starting to think about what teams we want to blow through in the playoffs. I know we want to beat the Nets to win the title. Obviously, all Warriors fans want to beat the Nets. We're going to, I understand it. But who do we want to tear through the Western Conference? Like we want to be Portland, Lakers, Suns, Cook, Chris Paul, Cook, LeBron, Cook Dame. Like, what three teams would you guys most want to see the Warriors beat in a title run from the Western Conference, just to get our so greatest hits?
1: You're not. You're not talking about like what do we think is the most advantageous? No, path. no, no. Like no. What just are the what sweetest? Like, what, the sweetest victors?
4: Yeah. yeah what, okay. what, what would be the most gratifying and you, the most emotionally satisfying? Like like sun the Lakers in the first round. They're like the eight seed we're the one. We just like, you know, little brother sure. the Lakers or, you know, be dame, you know, et cetera, et cetera. What 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 those two questions? That's what I want to know.
1: I like both questions. Andy, what grades do you give pool and uh Pool and Wiggs?
3: I, I for 17 games. For so Wiggins, I, I want to give him a higher grade. It's just that he was so bad in the beginning of the season. Uh, whether that be from the the knee injury that he had or whatever, it's just it is what it is. He was bad. So probably a B minus. Um he's been very, very good the last couple of weeks. So um I'll give him a B the same thing with Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole, he's had some good games and then bad games. So it's not like Wiggins where Wiggins has been very good lately, but poor to start. Poole is just either really good or just really piss bad. <laughs> so probably something along the same lines. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, B-. But uh, Wiggins a lot steadier. I just think Wiggins, you can count on him a little bit more defensively. Um, and he's also I – think, I think Wiggins is going to end the season as more steady as well, too. Um, he's older. He should be more consistent, and I think he is. Jordan Poole has the higher upside because he had a move tonight, Sam, where he – uh, Scotty Barnes, Barnes was on him, and uh, and he just blows right by him. But then he does his at this point, I think, it's a patented right hand scoop layup on the left side, yeah. just right by Barnes. And I'm just like, how many point? How many guards in the league can do that? I'm not sure. And uh, that's the type of upside Pool has. So, but I'm, both guys, I'll give a B minus. I got high expectations for both guys.
1: I was gonna say a B. I'm in the same range as you. They've both been a little more up, like they've been playing. Great recently, they are both you know, A-plus performances tonight. But, uh, but in general, there's been a little up and down. They're, they're capable of playing better. So I'll give them Bs. I want to get to the second question, which I think is more fun anyway. Who do you want to see the Warriors beat in the playoffs?
3: Oh, this is easy. The first two are easy. So they got to beat three teams. Obviously, the last team is going to be the Brooklyn Nets if they make the NBA Finals. Uh, it's, one of them gonna got to be LeBron and the Lakers. Easy. Uh, one of them has got to be Chris Paul and the Suns. Easy. Uh the third team is I don't I can't think of one that matters. Like Denver, eh, whatever, right? Like Clippers, and eh, like Hawaii's not gonna play. So I I I kinda I'm a, I'm a gimme on the third. I really don't care. How about you?
1: It's the Lakers one for me. There's like four tiers before I get to the Nets. <laughs> like I just it's I, I need to beat the super team of Russ and LeBron. Like that's the that's just I'm sorry. it, it you throw in the L.A. factor into it, like from a fan perspective, that's got to be the one you want the most. And I don't think it's particularly close. Nets obviously goes in, too, because there's the KD uh, staff thing. But I think the final one, actually, I think I might go with the Utah Jazz. Oh, I think watching Draymond just dist- like show how much of a better defender than Goberry is. Would be kind of fun. Like, I don't really find Portland fun. Like, I've already watched Steph's sweep game like four times. It's nothing I need to see, you know? Portland's, they're just not fun to watch. I'm sorry. So, I'm gonna go with Utah as my third, but like it's kind of a distant third because those first two, the storylines are just so much juicier.
3: Oh man, I I think the Suns are easily in there. CP three in a series. Oh, I think that's it's gonna be. Oh, beautiful. That's, fa- that's
1: fair. Okay, yeah, I'll give
3: you that. Yeah, I mean,
1: I say this without considering the faces CP will make when Steph hits a shot in his face. Oh, that's true. it's gonna it's that's gonna true. be
3: perfect. It's it's I, somebody throughout Memphis. I think Memphis is a decent one, but I think that's kind of recent also the thing about memphis is portland is i don't know if those guys will get there man those guys might be those guys those are, might not be in those the are playoffs playing this season. those are
1: playing teams yeah <laughs> all right keep moving ryan what's up
0: bro hey what's up guys uh how are you doing good what's up uh nothing much uh lost in the light years fantasy league because uh will had uh eckler and herbert tonight it was up <laughs> 60 going into the game so nice There's that. Uh, But overall, I I had the game on on the side. I'm really excited about Wiggins and his uh, cutting off the baseline. It's something that he wasn't necessarily doing at a higher rate last year, and it seems like this year he's finally figured out that he's bigger and stronger than everyone. And this leads me to my second point, and it's more so a question. Uh, Why do you guys think the outlook is on Wiseman? I'm genuinely excited to see him not playing around Kent Bazemore and Kelly Oubre just sucking up all the space. And him being the vertical rim threat. So I'm just excited. Yeah, it's
1: it's a great question. We haven't even discussed Wiseman. It feels like Andy, do you think he'll be back before Clay? I have no idea.
3: Honestly. I I, with Clay, I think you and I were saying kinda Christmas always made sense. I don't know, wasn't Wiseman supposed to be practicing by now? And he's not even on the court. So I I don't know, man. Jaron Jackson. Steve Kerr mentioned him as the comparison. I think Jaron Jackson was way longer in the process. He was pushed back a few times. So I wouldn't be surprised if Wiseman didn't come back until January or February. Like at this point, why why bother? Why push him if it doesn't if he's not completely healthy? Right? Uh, same with Clay, obviously, but with Wiseman, he's a 19-year-old center with with his whole career ahead of him. So I'm not sure if I'm excited. I just want to make sure that he's healthy. Uh, before yeah, I, and, anything. And I don't just, know. If, I don't know if he's healthy. I really don't know. Nobody does. Well, it's not. It's not about health. Well, it is about
1: health. Oh. What, what am I? What am I talking about? Um, I mean, like, it's about how the knee responds to doing basketball activities on a consistent basis. So I don't know. It seems to me like, based on the way they're talking about things, like he might not be back before Clay. So I don't know. So, and given the way that the Warriors are rolling. I don't know that he's going to get that many minutes unless he
3: just really dominates the game. You know what I mean? So, I mean, look at Kaminga. He doesn't get minutes unless he's playing very, very well. Right. And doesn't that make sense? Like I, I, I just, I'm a little, I, I I don't want to seem like I'm hating on him. It's just the team is playing really well. They're the best team in the league. If they add Clay Thompson, it's an easy fix and it's an easy guy to put in. Wiseman is not Clay Thompson. You don't just throw in Wiseman and it's going to automatically work. Right, like you throw not Clay, I assure you, one thousand percent, it'll work. We can all say that, right? If you want to bring back KD, it'll work. <laughs> With Wiseman, it's like you're fifteen and two, man. I don't know how much stuff you want to change uh, when you're fifteen and two. Just, just let the kid get healthy. Yeah, and it
1: feels like they're slow playing it because of how the team is rolling. Like there's no urgency to throw him in there. They're, they're not like dying for another big in the rotation right now. Maybe that changes. In a couple of weeks, maybe <laughs> guys start getting banged up and they're like, dude, we just need another guy who can yeah. get some rebounds and finish inside a little bit. Um, but we'll see. I mean, it, season's long, man. It like... For as much as they're rolling right now, it's not going to be this easy the whole way. So... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <excuse me. laughs> Might
3: be easy. Might go 70 wins.
1: What's up, man? What's up, Bij?
4: Uh What's up, a uh, girl, actually? Oh, Sorry. <laughs> Uh, Shout out to Light Years International. I'm talking from Brazil. Hey, that's awesome. Wonderful. Um, My question is, uh, if Steph can win the All-Star MVP scoring title uh, MVP and the Chip and the Finals MVP, what's his um, uh, ranking
0: all time? That's it.
1: That's a great question. Um, I mean, man, dude, if Steph if Steph gets another title and, and another MVP and all that stuff, like, don't we have to start talking top ten all time? Like, he's basically got all the same current accolades as like Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan. So wherever you think Kobe and Tim Duncan are, like, you got to put Steph in that same category. Except Steph changed the game. Those guys didn't change the way you think about the game of basketball.
3: Yep. Yep. I'm with you. I mean, if he, if it's an MVP, a title, and a Finals MVP, and all of that, I mean, I mean, what are we doing here? That's uh, top ten, top five, and and by the way, he's doing it at age 34. I mean, that's the crazy 33. part. 33. Well, he's gonna be 34 when he wins. Like that's it's just gonna be insane. Fair enough. It's just insane. I mean, and he's six three. We say this all the time. He's six three. Yeah, MJ did it. And MJ was six six, and like well, like whatever he was. And the greatest athlete of all time. Steph Curry, 6'3", point guard. I mean, what are we... Just top five. I don't know. Top one. (laughs)
1: Gio, what's up, man?
3: What's up? So my question is, like, do you guys think Dre makes first team all-NBA this season? Because, like, if you look, like, Giannis, besides Giannis and, like, Joker, like, who's been better than, than Draymond? Like, Draymond, exactly, this season. Ooh, that's
1: but you're talking about all around NBA, not like just yes, like first team, like first team is is starting.
3: Yeah, first
2: all, yeah, first team NBA. Like Who starting like him? Like, I like it. Ooh, that's
1: tough. So, Andy, what do you think? Where do you think Draymond lands? I I want to say, Draymond's best finishing was second team
0: All NBA.
3: I'm gonna double check it right now. He's two time All NBA. Second yeah, or third team probably is where he's going to land. I think Nikola Jokic just doesn't have a serious injury, in my opinion, right? He's still by far the best center in the NBA, um, unless yeah. he misses like 30 <laughs> games. But that uh, yeah, second sounds about
1: right. Wow. wow. I mean, Giannis, Giannis is probably a lock to also make first team. So that's two of your three front court spots. Uh, PG. Is is gonna fill his like, mind right now? Yeah. So, so I think I think Draymond can make second team, which is what he did in 2016, which means he's one of the ten best players in the league. And honestly, like if, if voting happened today, he should, right? Like, so P- Draymond so, and AD so. will get
3: those two front court spots, and the second team is probably what's gonna happen. That makes sense. And yeah. Uh, yeah, Look, the way I know. he's playing. Push him down to
1: third, man. I know. Um, I know. I know. Because we just... didn't even we didn't even mention the most obvious one, which is Kevin
3: Durant. So, oh god, I just dis- apologize. Apologize, yeah, man. They're a mess. So, um, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of forwards who are really good, but the the sheer
1: fact that you're putting Draymond up there with those guys, like right behind like the top
3: superstars, of how good he's playing. Let's keep moving. And then you add Clay. <laughs> By the way, Clay look fat to you? No. Okay. Just wondering. Dennis. Way, it, oh, here we go. We're just gonna keep it rocking.
4: You can hear me?
1: We can hear you. What's up, my man?
4: Um, I'm doing great. Um, always a good morning to wake up to
3: uh, Warriors uh blowout twin. Uh just uh to get ahead of the narrative, how long do you think we have until uh LeBron? Has no health and Steph can't win without a super team, seeing as Wiggins and Poole are going out of their minds right now.
1: <laughs> Appreciate it, Dennis. De- wow, we all are international callers today. I love that. That's my favorite part. Um what Andy, that's a great question. When does the narrative change? When <laughs> when does when does Jordan Poole and Wiggins turn into more help than Russ and A?
3: I am. I'm frankly, I'm surprised that that hasn't happened yet. And I think that tells you that that Steph Curry and the light years contingent has won the war. Um, We've talked about this every single year and we fought back against those that have always made excuses for the self-proclaimed king. And uh, I think now we watch this team, and we watch what Steph went through last season and the season before that. And everybody knew just how bad the team was without Steph. And then they saw what Steph did last season. And now that they see, if you put just semi competent vets around Steph, this is what you get. I think I think people are starting to realize it's just Steph, man. That's how great he is. That's how great he is. And at some point, Sam, I feel like if you have Russ, Anthony Davis, Carmelo Anthony on the same team, you, you can't Four even seventy five players, right? You can't make the same fucking bullshit excuse. Every single time. Doesn't work. It doesn't It's falling on deaf ears. It doesn't work. Man,
1: one day we're going to talk about how putting Russ above Clay on top 75 is embarrassing. Russ is a fraud. fraud.
3: Absolute fraud. Huge fraud. Absolute fraud. Now's the
1: time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one. With your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Roland, what's up, man? What's going on? How are you doing, sir? Good.
4: What you got for us? Okay, so I got two questions. Um, number one, um, I'm just going back to the tree that like a lot of people are talking about during the summer is like the Siakam and for uh, Wiggins and Wiseman. As of right now, would y'all still accept (laughs) that if the if you were the GM and the Raptors off that? Would y'all take that? And then second question, um, do you think Draymond makes the All Star team, and do you think it's time for J and J Wiggins to make the All Star team, or you know, Ooh. or do we have to push that for a little bit?
1: Wow, that's, there's a lot to go there. So let's let's
3: talk. Let's do a siakam. We could do an hour on that one, but yes, uh siakam for Wiggins Wiseman. <laughs> I wouldn't do that right now because the team is incredible right now. I, I just I wouldn't do it. Um, your team, your what, team, don't rock the boat. Don't rock the boat. I mean. Is it a fair trade? Yeah, I think it would be fair. I think you could make an argument for doing that trade. Um, But would I do it? No, because the Warriors are 15 and 2, and Andrew Wiggins is playing incredible, and and I think they're it's all good vibes right now. So I wouldn't do it to shake that up. It's it's not a fantasy basketball team. Uh, Before the season started, I think I would though. I think I said it before that I would. Um, But right now things change, and so ask me again in a month, I may change my mind again. Uh, But right now, no.
1: I would trade Wiggins for for Siakam. But that's not the question in hand. I think, I think Siakam is probably as close to the perfect front court player to put next to Draymond as he can find. Like, okay, Giannis is a better bet. But, like, same concept, right? Like, he fits the system. You can play him as a small ball five. You can switch everything one, two, five. But with that said, that trade is not on the table. No, he literally can't shoot. He has a higher shooting percentage than Wiggins had before he came to the Warriors. Relax. Um, Wiggins, Wiggins couldn't shoot until he got the most wide open shoots on earth, shots on earth, playing next to Steph Curry. Let's see what Siakam shoots when he has wide open shots. He shot 37% when they won a title because he got wide open shots. There's a difference. With that said, getting to my larger point, which is that I wouldn't do the trade. Every day the Warriors have a better record. I'm less interested in throwing anything in. To sweeten the mm-hmm. trade, you know what I'm saying? Like, for me, it's not that Siakam's a better player than Wiggins. It's that why am I sweetening the pot here? They're the best team in the league. It has to be someone who's better than Siakam for me to actually be throwing prospects away. Correct. Or if I'm doing that, like, g- give me OG too. You know, you can give me OG. <laughs> it, you know what I'm saying? Like,
3: in which case, like, that's okay. It. Okay, Sam Mori. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Relax.
1: That's that's so that's my fancy way of getting to your same point, which is like I love Siakam. I do think he's a better player than Wiggins. Nothing I saw tonight makes me change that opinion. But like,
3: the Warriors aren't in a position of desperation to make that trade. So why? Yeah, I'm with you. I, uh, completely correct. Uh, also, by the way, Sam Chris Chioza, our guy, our mm-hmm. guy Chris Chilza, uh 26th birthday today. is wearing a uh, sheet shirt, Warriors World shirt. Moses Moody, Moody Moses, Moses Moo. Oh, where? <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. I just, just quote tweeted it. Yeah, pretty incredible. So, shots to uh. Shout to his birthday and shout to Sheed, always doing the, uh, always doing the great stuff.
1: Shirt's undefeated. All right, let's get to a couple more guys and we're gonna call it a night. Jason, what's up, man?
4: Hey, how's it going, guys?
1: Hell yeah. Good. How you doing?
4: Good. Um, I actually just got another uh, Wiggins question. Ooh. Basically, you know, we all know that we love Wiggins, but it depends on the price. So I was saying, you know, his contract's up in what well, looks like another year, or so. Uh, how much would it cost to keep them? Um, is it worth it? You know, what do you think that contract would be like?
0: Hmm.
1: A, little, a little ahead, of, Jason, great question. A little ahead of ourselves, but like just off the top of my head, what the Kings kept Harrison Barnes for, which was what, like about 20? 18 to 20? I think that's the going rate for a wing of Wiggins caliber at this point. In my opinion you know get, get him somewhere around that like 18 to 22 you know about 20 ish range well, that's that's probably that's probably a little cost but like we're talking a year down the road still you know we're I, talking
3: 2022 20, i wouldn't be surprised if the warriors didn't keep him and not because they don't like him because i think they really do like him but just because oh. i yeah you know why. like kuminga might be ready by then and moody, Moses moody ready then. yeah like i just think it's a lot of money man like I, i'm not i look i'm not saying it's the right move or not i'm just saying if i just looking at who joe lake up and they spend a lot of money but 20 million dollars I, I don't know if they'd actually do i think they would just say hey we're just going to put we're just going to put moody in and and we'll just live with it and maybe sign a vet guy so
1: that is that, that's a fair point because we by the time wiggins extension comes up kuminga and moody will be in year 3 wiseman will be in year 4 um those players they better be contributing by then, or you better move them for someone who can not contribute by then. Yeah, I mean, right? I mean specifically
3: so. Kaminga and Wiseman. I mean Moody's a late, late lottery. Like I don't mind, but like yeah, year three. I mean Jordan Poole year three, pretty good. So year three, you and would he hope was the to- and he was the twenty eighth overall pick. Exactly. So.
1: Exactly. Yeah, your point stands. I kind of think they're still they would still keep Wiggins if only so. to have the if only to have the asset and keep him moving. Yeah. But we'll, we'll see. I mean, Wiggins at that point will be 28 years old, so you'd be old. paying you'd yeah. be paying him for basically his prime years. Like that's a good time to have him. The exactly. one after that might be a little pricey. We'll yeah. see though. We got we got ways to go till we get there. I don't I don't really want to worry about that until you know, we get there. All right, let Joe worry about it.
4: Well, there's just no point to
1: talk about until we get there. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's get to last caller of the night. Juwan, what's up, man?
4: Yo, how you doing, fellas? Uh, quick question. So my question is, obviously, with Clay and Wiseman coming back in, and if we're still continuing to win, what would you guys do in terms of rotation? Who would be out of the rotation? Because you got to play Clay, obviously. I just, Andy, it doesn't sound like you're going to play Wiseman, but you know, working them in the rotation. So how would you guys – work them in and who are you subbing out is my question uh and secondly for all my warriors insiders if you get inside information please dm me so i can book my ticket to the bay to get clay's first game back (laughs) thanks guys appreciate it joan um
1: get the kings game kings game hey just just come out for the week of christmas he'll play (laughs) might might be kings might be memphis we'll see um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think the Clay one's easier. Pool moves to the bench. Yeah, um, probably, probably loses about five-ish minutes a game. Um, Lee, Lee
3: probably sits. He's probably not playing much.
1: Yeah, Iggy P- Igudala plays a little less. Um, GP2 plays a little less. like all those players just all lose like a few minutes here and there, and then boom, that's Clay's minutes, right? Um, Wiseman's yeah. a, Wiseman's a little more interesting. Like, do you Sipilita? Do you? sit auto do you sit <sighs> loony because like that's what we're talking about it's one of those guys has to kind of come out of the rotation you see what i mean and to me what i mean to sam me, to yeah. me it's it's kind of like it's it's uh it's bielita
3: probably i but but do you <laughs> like you see what i mean like clay thompson yeah i'm sitting gaming Lee down even though he's been good this season sure i'm sitting iguodala down he's a vet that needs a rest uh, shit i i'd say i'm cool I, i'm
1: cool pushing. Pull from thirty
3: minutes yeah. a game to twenty minutes a game. You know, like uh, yeah, li- you know, little incremental things to find minutes for for Clay. I'm completely okay with that. But Wiseman, you're telling me to sit. You're telling me to sit. Kevon Looney's now playing well enough. Kevon Looney, you want to shorten his minutes, sure. But Belly and Otto have been playing well, in my opinion, this season. JTA is probably not going to play. I mean, that's the easy one, right? He's probably, he's already out of the rotation when this team just right he's now. He's kind of a. a he, I
1: don't, don't. want to say he's a, he's a he's a bit part player, but it was kind of like if. If Andre's hurt, it's like, we got JTA, we can throw him right in there.
3: But if Andre's healthy, you know, JTA doesn't need to play. But also, the other thing is, like, the the stuff with Belly, which is the other logical solution, is that Belly's, it's in two entirely different roles that they're going to have for the team. Yeah. What Belly does successful is he can function as a spacer next to Draymond. Weisman's not going to do that. Yes, he's going to be a rim-running guy. And yes, they're both not very good defensively, but... I don't know, man. You're you're gonna have to play Wiseman. It's just it's just no way about no way about it. So I, I'm I'm gonna you know sit here and shut my mouth and see how he plays and then talk more. But uh, as of right now, it's, I think it, it's it's pretty tough stuff. But you know, first world problems. I don't think Steve's 2.0 is gonna force it. That's what that's what I'll say. I think it's, Steve's going to have enough. the first 15 man rotation in league history. Oh my god, he, he would go 18 if he could. Just guys that, like that. Someone doesn't even have a roster spot. Jordan Bell randomly just plays in a
1: game, even though he's not. Joann's mentioning. What, what about uh, he bench Looney? Better chance that Steve benches Steph. Right? Like <laughs> sure. um, <laughs> I kind of think Belly's going to be the odd man out, honestly, yeah, I um, and I don't know if I like it because. Yes, it's like he has his limitations, but he's a very functional, good player who makes other guys around him better by doing a very important job, which is correct. Foreign pass, correct. correct. Um, but I kind of think when Wiseman comes back, Belly's going to be the first guy to get M P'd.
3: I, I just I don't know if that's the right. Let's we'll, we'll see what happens when it comes back. We're like three months away from him coming back, so we'll see. Three months, relax. <laughs> just get
2: uh, healthy, Big Jim.
1: Just get healthy, please. righty. Appreciate you guys. We'll be back. Thanks for subscribing.